a random encounter at a broadcasting facility, a shared interest and love of all things Marvel, Excelsior, a misinterpreted program title, and behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick, podcaster and comic book enthusiast, and Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Hey, this is R.D. Reynolds and Vince Russo, former WCW World Champion. We are representing the Joker's Mustache, the Batman 66 podcast. And you are listening to The Marvelists, Peter Melnick and Eddie Wilson. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And joining us on the other end of the tin cannon string, we are joined with the dynamic duo themselves. Yes, we are joined with the real deal R.D. Reynolds and former WCW World Heavyweight Champion Vince Russo representing Channel Attitude. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening to you. Yes. Yes, good evening. What, what a fantastic time we're going to have here on uh, the Marvelous, the Marvel podcast, talking about DC Comics, <laughs> Batman 66. Oh, Can't we're wait. doomed. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one of the things why I want to have you guys on this week is because the Distinguished Competition is releasing the brand new uh, movie, The Batman. So now we're adding, you know, the word the in front of the title, you know, since, not since The Dark Knight, but with this movie, first off, by the way, it's getting a lot of good press, so I'm glad to know I will not be bored out of my mind this Thursday. It's called marketing. Of course, it better be getting good press. It's a movie. Yeah. And gentlemen, first off, you know, you guys have the show, The Joker's Mustache, and I'm a big fan of the show. I support it over on Channel Attitude, and I am loving the ever-loving heck out of it. And Tell the audience at home about your show. Mr. Russo, why don't you take the stage? Well, yeah, I'll start, and then you could, uh, you know, you could add your two cents. But R.D. and myself, uh, we, both have, uh, we both have a love for Batman 66. It's a little different because I'm a little older than R.D., so mm-hmm. I actually remember watching the show in real time. I mean, when the first episode aired, uh, in 1966, I was five years old, and I literally remember watching the very first episode. But I think when it really comes to uh, knowledge, uh, I think uh, I think Mr. Reynolds might have a tad bit more knowledge than I do. Well, that's that's very that's very kind of you. And for for people that don't know, <clears throat> um, just a little background between uh, Mr. Russo and I, because it's kind of interesting. Uh, Vince, of course, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He also wrote uh, tons and tons and tons of wrestling shows uh, throughout the uh, 90s and early 2000s. Uh, And I wrote about a lot of those shows on my site, WrestleCraft.com, the very worst of wrestling. And you'd think these two people would would not like each other, but that is not the case. We actually uh, greatly enjoy each other's company. Uh, And... So much so that we're like, dude, you know, Vince got a hold of me and said, we should do a podcast where we're talking about nothing but Batman 66, do an episode by episode by episode breakdown of these. And yeah, we do it on Channel Attitude. 
and it is about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes an episode, which is pretty amazing considering the episodes are, uh, you know, 25 minutes. Um, you know, when they were when they aired originally, you had five minutes worth of commercials. So, uh, you know, we're but it's never something where we I have never felt like we're stretching and trying to drag things out. It's never that way. If anything, it's like, okay, we have to like kind of cut off, you know, and get get to the end. Because uh, otherwise, some of these episodes, especially the one we just did, I, I mean, we could have talked about for three hours. And it's kind of crazy being able to see, you know, the impact of Batman 66 all these years later. You know, a lot of people will go on saying, oh, Batman is the best because it's such a dark and brooding character. Yet when you look at the Batman 66, the Adam West portrayal, as he lovingly said himself, he was the white or the light knight. And (laughs) just little things about that. I love that with the character because you have so many different interpretations of the character out there. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Adam West was absolutely brilliant. I mean, and you don't realize the brilliance until you get older. And, uh, you know, I mean, for years and years and years, you know, I wanted to uh, meet him, you know, and, and like it was on the top of my bucket list. And I finally, uh, I finally got hooked up at a convention where, you know, both Adam West and Burt Ward were there. And, uh, you know, being a writer myself, you know, I was – you know, with, with the, the hundreds of times I've watched these episodes, I mean, as a total mark for him, I just wanted to ask him, like, how, how did you pull this off? I mean, I, nobody else in the world could have played that role. And I, I finally, you know, got to ask him the question. And, of course, it was Mr. West. And I said, uh, you know, Mr. West, I just have to ask you, how did you pull that off? And he told me that when he first got the script, the very first time he read it, he got it. Like, he knew instantly what it was, and he just got it. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's just one of these situations where, like, this show was written for him. And I don't think anybody else could have done this role. And like I said, you know, with me and R.D., you know, we are two, you know, grown adults, but I think, R.D., it's fair to say, over the years, uh, we just have such a different enjoyment for this show, because even when you and I review every episode, man, we're, we're catching new things now. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's also something, I think it's very interesting, you know, that Adam West got it originally, but uh, he, he had also said, and I unfortunately never got a chance to meet him, but I had seen a lot of interviews he had done. And he noted people didn't understand what it was. That was one of the problems, you know, whenever it first came out is people didn't get it. Adam West did. He goes, well, it's a comedy. You know, some people don't get this. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, I just think that, like you said, Vince, I mean, there's so much. Every episode we just sit there and find new things. Like before – you know, we talk about it all the time. You know, we, we'll see things um, like there's this blue van that shows up in like every episode. <laughs> and we never noticed it until we started going through and doing a deep dive. And now it's like, oh, man, that blue van should really be in the credits. <laughs> because it's, it's just so there is so much to this. There's so much comedy and there's so much comedy in that show that it is. It's just kind of incredible. And it is, it, you know, it's a 
for years, that's what people thought Batman was. I remember when Batman 89 came out, and people were, like, really upset because it, everyone remembered, you know, and this was almost a quarter century before, you know, they all remembered Adam West and that Batman show. And they're like, oh, my gosh, well, this interpretation of, of Batman is terrible. You know, people were, people were wildly upset. So it's, it's interesting because... They kind of keep reinventing the character, and of course, I'm I love uh, Batman '66. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the Batman is all about, and I tried to watch as as few trailers and stuff as possible to keep myself kind of uh, uh, spoiler free. So, well, with respect to your podcast, guys, for those who may not be aware, including myself, how many episodes of Batman '66, and how long have you been doing this? I would assume maybe once a week, uh, Vince. Yeah, God, uh, RG, do you know how many episodes there are in total? There are, I believe, 120 episodes, and we just tonight, right before we got on with you guys, we recorded episode 31. Mm. So we still have, I mean, at least a year and a half. Yeah, yeah and we, have, it's we a, have 30 of them in the can. So Yeah, and we record it, you know, every week, you know, and, and you know, we don't look at, at both episodes. You know, there was always the uh, – cliffhanger we take one episode at a time and we slice it and dissect it and look at it every which way from tuesday and it's a lot of fun because like i said man you know you know my my craft being a writer it's the brilliance of some of the writing i i I, you know i'm always like saying to rd as as we discuss the show i'm like how did they think of that and not only that how did they shoot this thing and keep a straight face? I mean, it, it, to, to me, it's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was. It, it's something to me that, and it, and it works on, you know, it is. I mean, Adam West said it, it's comedy, and uh, 100% is. But as you watch it, I mean, there is, like, adventure and stuff in there, and the, some of the riddles you have to sit there and go, okay, wait, I don't really want to figure out this riddle. You know, before before uh, before they do, or how is this going to play out? And at the end of every episode, uh, the first part, you're always looking for that with that teaser. Okay, how is this? How is he going to get out of this? And we always ask each other at the end of every single first episode. We say, okay, do you remember how he gets out of this? And almost nine times out of ten, it's like no. And so we sit there and try and come up with how is this person? How is Robin going to get out of this? How is Batman going to get out of this? So it is just so much fun uh, doing this podcast. It's just a blast. Now, in regards to the you know 120 episodes, you also have Batman 66, the movie. And yes. are you guys going to be doing that as well as the two animated features that they had done? Because... Correct. Yeah, we're going to do that. We also uh, have reached out to, and you would think this is 1966. Uh, there can't be very many of these actors and actresses that are still alive, but we actually already got one, uh, and and Vince Vince knew her. Yeah, we had on uh, we had on uh, Susie Spirit. She was in an episode with the Joker, and uh, she was like 19 years old at the time. The woman's name is Donna Lauren, and she's a sweetheart of a woman, and it's unbelievable because you know me and RD get her on there, and we're such total marks, and like we don't care. But, my God, she gave us such great insights into, you know, Cesar Romero because, you know, those were the episodes she was in. 
And, uh, you know, when, when you could actually find people that were part of the series and now really go, you know, behind that curtain, oh, my God, I think R.D. and I were in our absolute glory. I was, R.D., was I kissing this 80-year-old woman's backside enough, bro, or what? Yeah, you were doing it so much that her husband came into the room. I think he was kind of <laughs> jealous. So that's a shoot, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he, her husband actually did show up. That was that was really funny. What yeah. tarnation's going on here? <laughs> exactly. She married a prospector. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Yosemite Sam. Oh, Real quick, this question comes in from Chad of Horror Movie Barbecue. Who would have been their, you guys' uh, ideal casting for Batman Season 4 if it had been picked up by NBC? Tina Luis says Poison Ivy seems to be a popular theory with fans, but Chad would love to hear their choices. Also, hashtag Team Yvonne Craig. Team Yvonne Craig. Yeah, you know, if you were to do a different villain, hmm, let me think about that for a second, because that's one of the things uh, that they did so well is casting, you know, the casting on that show. And you could tell after like the first few episodes, you could tell people were really wanting to get involved on this. I love the idea of, of Tina Louise's, uh, yeah, that would be really, really fun. Tina Louise's, um, is, is Poison Ivy. That's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I, I'm really trying I'm trying to pick my brain uh, because a lot of the villains that they had, um, you know, like uh, even Poison Ivy, I don't know when she originally appeared in the comic books because I thought she was like later. I thought she was like uh, late 60s, 70s. I could be completely wrong on that. But now I'd, um, like, to, I'd like to feel you know, the question. I would, oh. I would love, although he, he did appear later is uh, – uh, in Batman 89, uh, I think Jack Palance is Rupert Thorne would have been a lot of fun. But he kind of oh, did a Rupert Thorne, you know, in, in Batman 89. Ah, yes. Ah, Jack Palance. Ah. He you stubbed his toe. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. Now I'd like to field that same question over to uh, Yvonne Craig superfan Vince Russo. Have just liked to see. I would have liked to see uh, the late great uh, Buddy Hackett play a villain. Oh, oh you know, that would have been Buddy Hackett as anything. I think would have been uh, absolutely incredible. He's not a um, a, not a Batman villain, but Buddy Hackett could have made a great Mister Banjo. I think he would be perfect. One, he's like one of the lesser known. I think he's like a Flash villain, but bring him on over. Why not? That would be actually perfect. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what character he would play, but for some reason, I'm just begging for a Paul Lind character. Oh, oh. that would be tremendous. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I, Mr. <laughs> Mistleplick. You know, it would be a it would be a carryover as well. But yeah. for some reason, though, I'm getting I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if in an episode of Batman, Paul Lind was there, but I, I don't know. Maybe I was... like a background or not a like you know one of like the little cameos that comes out of the window. Yeah, one oh, of the maybe it might have been. Yeah, yeah, we and we are just we just hit uh, within the last couple of episodes because they did not do the window gimmick from the beginning. That wasn't until like episode twenty eight or twenty nine. Do you gentlemen know? It's not fair because you know we have uh, somebody that watches uh, Joker's mustache. 
But the very first of the window cameos was Jerry Lewis, of all people. So Craven. I could have seen him oh. as a uh, Batman villain as well. You mean like yeah. poking his head out the window and watching these guys going up and whatever? Correct. It was kind of okay. like laughing a little bit with you know, yeah. the Sakatumi thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm 33. Yeah. I don't know how I know this. Yeah, well, Vince you know, can tell you all about laughing. I think he may have been in the studio audience. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on laughing because then we're going to have to do a whole separate show on Tiny Tim. <laughs> Tiny Tim? Okay. Tiny Tim should have been in the series as Batmite. There you go. Yes, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Now, also, on top of that, with you know the uh, animated movies that they did, back in uh, 2014 or 15, DC actually started releasing, using the likenesses of Adam West, Burt Ward, as well as the whole cavalcade of villains, a Batman 66 comic book and would even, you know, do like different crossovers like uh, the Avengers, which were the, you know, the British superhero team from the BBC. Uh, who else? Wonder Woman 77. They met the Archies for some reason. They met, uh, who else? Uh, the Green they Hornet. Met, and I say this because I got, because someone gave it to me as a, as a Christmas present. They met Man from Uncle. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that was uh, pretty tremendous as well. Now, who would you guys have meet Batman 66? And we have to disqualify from this Petticoat Junction. (laughs) That would be too uh, too hot. Well, if if we're we're going to disqualify uh, Petticoat Junction, then I guess guess hee-haw would be open for business. (laughs) I would love to see Bruce Wayne and Adam West around Barbie Benton and those hee-haw girls. That's funny you say that, Vince, because I thought of Hee Haw when we were talking laughing and opening the window, barn door thingy, So, and I thought they did that in Hee Haw as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, think yeah. It's, I think it's hilarious we live in an age of, you know, a shared cinematic universe with the MCU, the DCEU, for some reason Transformers now. But, you know, the OG one is the Petticoat Junction Green Acres uh, cinematic universe or television universe. Yeah. I would really love uh, – <clears throat> well, we, we did get uh, – Morticia uh, from the Adams Family. That's my, what, probably my other favorite uh, show circa this era. I just love Adams Family. I, I watch it on Pluto. Like I, when I'm just sitting around and I need not even background noise. I just need to be amused. I will just always turn on the Adams Family channel. Uh, and of course, she showed up. Uh, you know, uh, she showed up later as uh, Marcia, Queen of Diamonds. Uh, but I mean, it's. You know, I just I just love the Adams family. John Aston also showed up as as, uh, as a Frank Gorshin replacement Riddler, and that was not quite as good. I think Lurch too. I think Lurch came out of the window in one of those episodes, didn't he? We'll find out. Joker's mustache. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he did. I'm pretty certain he did. It's all waiting for you to discover it, too. Uh, you no, know, I, excuse me, not knowing too much Adam West background bio info, and, and maybe it can be found, maybe you guys readily know it. Did Adam, was he a fan of Batman the comic book that he got it, or he just, you know, look at it or thought it was, hey, it's the funnies, the comic book or the funnies, this is comedy. Did that help, do you think? I think, I think like Vince said, I mean, I, I don't know that, if if he had if he knew of the comics, mm-hmm. that I do not know. But I think he just like Vince said, he just got it. He understood what it was. Yeah. He you know, and you'll find um, you know you'll find actors 
that are given something and they just understand, okay, this is what this character is. I mean, I always find it fascinating. You know, I love Star Wars, okay? And anytime I will hear an interview with Harrison Ford and they talk to him about playing Han Solo, he always just says, you know, I understood exactly, you know, this guy's the weary, you know, he's the smart Alec, he's the, you know, the old wise, you know, wise guy that, that been lived hard, put away wet. And, of course, he also had, uh, you know, Han Solo had that perfectly, uh, that perfect hair that's parted in the middle and, like, and like feathered back. That's what Vince has right now. It's, it's a great look. Oh, yeah, man, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. I got the David Cassidy thing going on right now at 61 years old. Come on, get happy. <laughs> it's Vince, retro. It's cool. Vince, will you, will you be driving in the bus? Do you want to know something? <laughs> uh, we 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 actually did a skit in a WCW where we had a um, you know Mike Awesome, the late great Mike Awesome, and he was like that. Uh, he was that uh, that eighties guy or that seventies seventies guy, seventies guy. Yeah. guy. But we actually got a Partridge Family bus for him to drive around. And one day when I was actually at TV tapings, uh, me, me and me and me and my writing partner Ferrara, we were bored, and we uh, hijacked the uh, Partridge Family bus and we drove it around town. A little uh, inside information there. Door was open. You know, keys were in the ignition. Why not? I, you know what, Vince? I and, and we don't really talk much about wrestling anymore. But in in your time, I never want to say if you had only done this. Things may have turned out def- differently for WCW, but I, I hope you'll not kick yourself over this one. I think if you'd have put Mike Awesome in the bus and done a Lex Express thing across the U.S., WCW may still be in business. Today. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, that would have been absolutely awesome. Without a shadow mm-hmm. of a doubt. Personally, yep. I would have loved to have seen, uh, as Mike Awesome's new valet, uh, B. Arthur. You know, then there's Maud. Mm. Very nice. There, mm-hmm. and, and she w- and she would have made a good Batman villain. Oh, she would have. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the funniest thing was she probably would have done it, but she would have been required to do a song because that's what was one her uh, one requirement for doing the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, that was that was a poor requirement. But <laughs> <laughs> she could have been she could have been Granny Goodness, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the funniest thing is in uh, the animated stuff, Ad Asner is the voice of Granny Goodness, which, you know, ramps it up a little bit more, makes it a little bit funnier. Mm-hmm. But in regards to a lot of the other things with, you know, crossovers and whatnot, one that I've always wanted to see, and it's a shame that we may never be able to see it because of likenesses issues, I would love to see Batman 66 meets the George Reeves Superman, or George Reeves Superman. Oh, see, then you can't say... Lightness is ish, lightness issues and whatever. I mean, it, at the end of the day, money will drive everything. And I have seen things that I swore would never, I would never ever see. And I'm pretty sure at this point, you know, all bets are off, and anything that you can possibly imagine, you're going to get to see at some point. If there's someone that's a big enough fan. It has a big enough pocketbook, and I think there are a lot of people that are just mega fans now that have a lot of money, and they're just like, I don't care. I care. My family fortune, you only live once. 
you know. So what I'm telling you guys, you know, make this marvelous thing the biggest podcast in the world so we can get that. Can you do that for us? Eddie, what can you do? <laughs> let me see let me see who I can call. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash themarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage, where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice. Or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. Well, one, one thing, by the way, uh, on the topic of the uh, George Reeves Superman, I remember they we had an interview with Todd McFarlane of McFarlane Productions, and, you know, they have the DC multiverse line, so they, they can do all the different action figures. They're currently doing Batman 66 figures, which I'm going to get to you guys in a moment, but one suggestion I made to him, and tell me what you guys think, they could do two different Superman figures. One is a black and white version, as one is in color. Why not? Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that would that would be all. I would <laughs> I would buy those. And have you guys seen the uh, Batman sixty six figures that they just came out with for that line? I had seen I had seen a couple of those, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to get my mitts on them. Hopefully, Vince will buy those for me for uh, for Christmas. And, yeah, and, I got I got quite and, a few and, of those. I, I got quite a few of those. They have a couple licenses for those, and um, one license I can't remember who it was, but I mean, like the figures are like thirty bucks a piece. But I mean, they've got they've got everybody every villain you could imagine and then they have a less expensive line where they just have the uh you know the main villains but yeah i actually have uh some of those hanging up on my wall downstairs i saw not too long ago i think it's the uh, figures toy company who are the people that made the very first ever vince russo action figure by the way yes yes that's true they do like migo style ones and i believe i remember seeing bookworm as one of the uh figures that you could get yeah, we no. Literally, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I think I have that one, and you could get them all. I mean, I, I I've seen Shane in the Shane in the store and Ma Barker. I mean, they they really have the entire line of every single villain. They even have Alfred. I mean, they got the whole line. It's pretty cool. Now, in regards to a lot of the characters in the uh, in there, what DC heroes would you guys have liked to have seen brought over into Batman sixty six? I really think just a, just a crossover. It, it's kind of fun. Even it doesn't even have to be in, you know, bringing someone else in. But a, a, a couple episodes back, Batman and Robin were trapped in a giant steel book by the bookworm. Okay, and so they're talking about how are we going to, you know, Gordon and O'Hara outside. You know, they they got no clue how to do anything. So they're trying to figure out, okay, who is the best criminal that could come open this safe for us? And they mentioned the Riddler. I would have liked to have seen just more double-dip, you know, villains. And they do that later in the show. Uh, in fact, there's one where they, they have, like, all the villains, as I recall. 
but I think just more of that, as far as, you know, individual villains, I mean, individual crossovers, it would have been cool to see Superman show up, you know, and just to see somebody straight lace play Superman, you know. Now, do you do a Shazam where you have somebody show up and don't show the face, or do you actually, you know, cast an actor for the role that, you know, you can see? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if you have Shazam and he shows up in an old brown van. (laughs) (laughs) The competition of the blue van. It's out at the shop. Yeah. Well, mentioning also going back earlier that you said it wasn't till what, episode 28, where you didn't get you finally first saw Batman and Robin climbing up the side of the building. And it made me think of whenever you saw a scene involving that episode's villain, and you kind of, if you weren't sure, it was a subtle thing perhaps, but eventually you caught on you said, wait, why is this looking like it's on a slant on a diagonal? And that I remember from the, <laughs> the show, Dutch too. angle, yeah. Yeah, now that started at some point, maybe not in the beginning also, from what you've seen. And Now, was that? the Dutch angle by the Dutch? No, they, they actually they, they actually did that pretty early on. And what was interesting, I do not remember the episode, but they had one where the villain was not actually being a villain. And so it was shot perfectly straight. And we're like, that was really weird because it should have been at an angle. And then we figured out, no, it should not have been at an angle because he was not... He was not, you know, being a villain at this point. Yeah. Another another interesting uh, conspiracy theory that I think would be fun uh, would be funny for people to look for is, man, in every single fight scene, they they clearly <laughs> are using stunt doubles. It is never Bill Ward and Adam West. And and you know, me and uh, R D were talking about this. I truly believe. That's where they came up with the words on the screen, kapow, pow. I literally think that the reason why they did that was because it was so obviously stunt doubles and not, you know, not a Burt Ward and Adam West, and that was the only way they could kind of disguise it by putting those graphics on the screen. Because I mean, RG, tell them about the tell them about a Robin stunt double. Oh yeah, Robin. He's not really the boy wonder. He's the uh, male pattern baldness uh, wonder. <laughs> he's got to be. He has got to be in his mid forties, and he has he has a, a schnoz. I think they must have looked at it and said, you know, if uh, Burgess Merritt, if we if Burgess Merritt is, wants too much money, we can just put this guy in the Rob this Robin stunt double. We wouldn't even have to give him a fake nose. I mean, he's got a huge honker. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And I did think of Buddy Hackett being the penguin, actually. Huh. Yeah, he, he'd, like have been, he'd have been great as that. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think his face would fit that monocle pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now you're just talking about the sound effects on the show. What is your favorite usage of a sound effect on the show so far? Oof. I, you know what? It actually is. It's not it, this kind of a cop-out. It's the music on the show. The music is because they have theme music for every villain we have seen so far. And it's not like, you know, they just plop something in there. I mean, the, the theme music is just for each villain is incredible. And then my all time favorite, and we haven't really gotten to it yet, is we will get to some, some episodes 
where, and it's in season two, where Batman and Catwoman, it, the, the sparks start to fly between the two. The love, and we get the bat, we get the Catwoman, bat, Catwoman, Batman love theme, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I always want to play it whenever I'm having a romantic dinner uh, with Mrs. Deal. <laughs> you know, just have that playing in the background would be tremendous. So now, in addition, uh, you know, Deal, we had talked uh, over the last few months uh, before doing this episode. I was supposed to go to Disney World, and it's been postponed now to May. We're going to be doing it at the end of May. And I've been talking to you nonstop over the last few weeks about what do I do when I go there? What do I do? What do I do? What what rides do I go on? And mm-hmm. one of the rides that's going to be coming up is involving the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I realize we're doing a little bit of a digression from Batman, but we'll be getting back to that, ladies and gentlemen. But what do you think about that upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy ride coming up there? You know, it's really interesting because this is actually Disney's second Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Uh, because they, in Disney World in Florida, and this is kind of how this, it, it's kind of a long convoluted story, which you guys may or may not know. But um, they, you know, Disney owns the right to Marvel. However, in Florida, they only own the right to Marvel characters that have not already been in Universal Studios over in, uh, across the city in Orlando. So one of those is the Guardians of the Galaxy, because they were never, you know, they were never featured uh, there. Um, so that you get the Guardians of the Galaxy ride uh, in at Epcot in Florida. There is a Guardians of the Galaxy ride already in California. At Disneyland, actually, I think it's a Disney's California Adventure, but it's it's th- those parks are walking distance to each other. You l- literally, can you know when you go there, you just, just you turn left and you go to California Adventure. You go right, you go to Magic Kingdom. Guardians but, Mission uh, Breakout. I, I was glad to see that they are doing a different Guardians of the Galaxy ride there because the one they did in California is a uh, they they basically took uh, the Tower of Terror. Uh, which was a which was a Twilight Zone themed ride, and uh, that is they rethemed it to a Guardians of the Galaxy ride in California. So I'm happy that we're getting a uh, completely different ride uh, in Epcot in Florida. It's kind of weird though because Epcot is it, 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 Disney right now is just using every single IP you know, intellectual property they can get their mitts on, and they're just putting it all over the parks. But I think it's cool. I, I love it. I, I, you know, I'm a huge the theme park junkie. I've been to Disney in Florida and California and Paris, and I've been to so many theme parks I've lost count. I think, it, I think it'll be a really cool ride. It's going to be like an indoor roller coaster, uh, but I think, it's, it, you know, it's more than that because they're going to have projections, and they, and they do a ton of that uh stuff over at uh over at universal and i always love those rides so i think it'll be a lot of fun i'm excited for the soundtrack what they'll use because the uh, california yep. ride has its own unique soundtrack like it's got uh, elvis over there uh i think mm-hmm. hunka hunka burning love just different stuff and you know what what uh song would you want to hear on this guardians ride uh cherry bomb solid choice runaways now yeah gonna... i actually I, you know it's so funny because i was sitting there going what would I want to hear? And I actually have a Guardians of the Galaxy pinball machine uh, that has been modded, so it has all the original soundtrack. And I'm always sitting there going, uh, 
Yeah, Runaways, that, that is actually, uh, <clears throat> I think that's the Gamora mode on there. It has that song, and I love that song. Now, going back over to Batman 66, you know, it's kind of crazy, though, to see the impact of Batman 66, and yet for so long it was difficult to be able to get a copy. You know, myself, I had a bootleg that I bought off of eBay, and it was literally mm-hmm. TV land rips. So, Right. It was, you know, it was right up there with uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, where it was like this thing you got from a, you know, a tape trader, right? Anybody remember tape traders? Oh, yeah. Just me. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was really hard because there were, it, it took so long for the for the rights to be negotiated and approved and all that stuff. But, you know, it's, let's, again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? These things that we never thought we would get, you know, I, I remember whenever I heard, we're going to get, you know, Batman 66 on DVD and Vince has it on Blu-ray. That's, I mean, he's he's the man. But, I mean, it was something for the longest time. That's what you, you, you did. You, like, tape traded to get those things. So it's awesome now. And, and Vince can tell you all some of the, you know, on his uh, 8K 137-inch uh, TV, all the different things that he notices on, on the Blu-ray on, on Batman 66. Yeah, no, it, it, it is funny, you know, because you got to realize this was made, you know, 19. 19- 66, you know, man, there was no such thing as Blu-ray and 4K and high depth. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's a, let's put it this way. There's a lot of bad complexion uh, on a lot of the actors and actresses that would have been hidden in 2022. But then with that size of screen, when you go across the room, we're actually outside the house and across the street. It looks fine, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's, there's also a decided lack of undergarments on some of the actresses even some that should really be wearing un- well i'm not saying anyone should not be wearing undergarments. why you have to go there is we just watched that episode why do you have to go there rd why do you no, no. have to go there no 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 don't you even think don't you even think about bringing this up to me because i was not the one i uh that was not rd Reynolds. that was vince russo that said hey did you notice aunt harriet doesn't wear a bra Freeloading right. at Harry. He likes to go footloose and fancy free. What's the problem with that? Well, then why are you yelling at me for bringing leave the, it up? Leave the, leave the old woman alone. She's all natural. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, Peter, they sound like us. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, some of the, yes, you, you notice these things on, on high depth, yeah. you know, on our, on our giant screens and all that stuff. And it, 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 as I've said a, a thousand times on the show, you know, when they filmed this, they weren't thinking someone's going to freeze frame this and notice that that Robin suffers from male pattern baldness. Well, unless I mean, was, they, they weren't thinking that. Unless it was part of his comedy routine, I know. I think Andrew Dice Clay makes reference to you know, I dream a genie with that. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I just love the idea of uh, literally freeloading Aunt Harriet. <laughs> yes, yes. God bless us. God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. She was hip to the times. She, it was the '60s. She, is she deceased? I didn't even know she was sick. I would. I would <laughs> Thank I, you. <laughs> I would tend to think so, unless they did really good makeup and aged her very well. Yeah, then she's, yeah. she, she's either deceased or 112. There you go. That sounds about right. Swing and low. One or the other. What? <laughs> <laughs> and in regards, also. Before we wrap this episode up, one of the things I want to ask you guys about is with Robin, 
What is your favorite holy he's done on the show? Mm. It's funny because I I'm trying to think of anything that he is any of the holies that is he is really uncorked. Vince? Yeah, we, we we had a good one tonight. What was the one tonight? Holy three what was it? Three triple feature? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said yeah, he said holy triple feature. And yeah. and I had to bring up because this is the kind of nerd thing that I do. Uh, he he said you know he said uh, you know holy triple feature because uh, Riddler was on the loose again, and I had to bring up. Well, well, to be fair, this is not his <laughs> third crime wave. This is his fourth, and that's that's what we get to do. We get to be mega yeah. nerds on on Batman sixty six. I love it, and I need to do that voice more often. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's but don't money. get but don't get stuck, and you can't get out of it now. Please be careful. <laughs> you know what? That ought to be a little thing, a little assignment count, and to keep a record of this, how many different holies that Robin comes out with, and you'll come up with however many at some point. You'll be like, wow, you know, what, like could, Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah, because it reminds me of a friend of mine. I would watch, and I haven't gone through all five seasons on DVD of The Incredible Hulk, and. Mm-hmm. David would take a different last name. David Butler, David Baxter. And in some episodes, it was just David. Surprise. Interesting. Right. You have no idea how many times we have actually different things as we've gone through the series. We're like, we really should have kept count of X. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've always found it funny the little. That would be one. The little tropes of like a show, like you know, again, the holy blank uh, Batman, or you know, the different uh, names of Bruce Banner on the show. My go-to one is on David. The, David, there we go. Yeah, sure, David. Uh, uh, on the TV show, David. <laughs> but my go-to one is Superman, where he busts through all the walls, being the world's worst Jehovah's Witness. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a super cut on YouTube of him going through every single wall, and I want them to play that one Run DMC song. Just, I don't know why they're perfect for that. <laughs> so anyway, gentlemen, it was an absolute pleasure and an honor, especially RD, you know, myself. I've blatantly stolen your shtick for a number of years as a podcaster, and I wanted to say, I owe you $10. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. it it's funny. I, I have talked uh, I talked to my I've had a lot of people, uh, and I and it's been over the last year since, since uh, you know my co-host Blake Braxton, you know, one of my best friends, he passed away, and I've had so many people that have done podcasts, mess you know message me like you have, and talk to me and say, you know your show was it got me through these rough times, and and it caused me to want to do my own podcast and everything else, and I steal this you know the fun with Tammy or whatever. And I, I, all the time I just look at my wife and I'm like, that show actually, I guess, had an impact on people that I never knew it had, uh, which is really cool. Because whenever I started WrestleCrap, my whole goal was just to, um, it was never to write books. It was never to get clicks or make money on the side. It's never my thing. It was all just, can I just make my friends laugh? And it was really cool because I wound up with a lot more friends. Uh, you know, it was like I had like three friends, you know, that had, you know, were wrestling fans. I was like, if I can make Casey and Dan and Merle laugh, you know, with this stupid website, you know, that'll be awesome. But uh, I've been very blessed 
um, to be able to make a lot of people laugh. Uh, and I hear stuff like this where people are like, yeah, I steal your bits and everything else. And I just think it's awesome. I always say the coolest thing about the site isn't that I wrote books or I you know, met people. It's that I was able to make other people laugh. I just wanted to make my friends laugh, and I wound up with a lot more friends than I started with. And I say that, you know, to the guys, you know, on The Marvelous, and, and of course, uh, to Vince Russo. I mean, had you told someone, you know, 15 years ago, you know, the guy that, you know, wrote Death of WCW, and, and you know, the guy that was there for a lot of their toughest times are going to wind up friends? And that's really cool, isn't it? You know, isn't that awesome that that – that we live in, you know, that, that this is the power if you don't go into something and you're super negative. If you go into something, you can laugh at yourself, um, you know, you can have fun and talk and be a human being, which so many people, I'm not trying to throw wrestling people under the bus, but so many people just can't. But I've been very blessed. Uh, I consider it a true blessing that I, you know, have friends, you know, like this. It's fantastic. Yeah, I get a lot of emails that say that my podcasts have, have caused people hard times. But that's 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 <laughs> not a story for another time, RG. He lives to tell about it. Well, I think that it's very basic and we can tell it's coming through both of you guys that you're just having fun and doing what you enjoy and it's great that you can do that. Yeah, we, 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 we come from a business, you know, R.D. kind of said it, but we come from a business and a world where, man, people take themselves so seriously. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's not me and R.D., man. We, we just get together. We have fun. We don't take ourselves seriously. There's no egos involved. I mean, you know, life is just way too short for that, man. Let's just have some fun and talk about Batman 66. That's yep. what life should be all about. Well, and then with that ego comment, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Hey. <laughs> oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. You liked it, Peter. You didn't think of it until there. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. But anyway, gentlemen, once again, thank you. And it has been an absolute pliv- uh, privilege. Yes, privilege, ladies and gentlemen. I just invented a new word. No, it has been a privilege of being able to speak with you on this here fine program today. CRD, Thank you again. so much, and, and like I said, uh, you know, check us out if you're interested. Check us out, channelattitude.com. Uh, you know, the Joker's mustache. We guarantee you'll have a lot of fun. And yeah, thanks a lot, guys. You really appreciate the time, man. And again, how can people get a hold of you both on social media? Oh, I gave it. I gave the. I, I gave the office. I am at WrestlecraftRD, uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I am on Twitter at the Vince Russo. That's the best way to get a hold of me. For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Vince Russo. And I am R.D. Reynolds. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Holy excelsior! Same bat time, same bat channel.